Yes, people, it's episode 242 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? This is a late recording of the podcast. Why? Because I'm busy. I'm a goddamn family man now. And I've got a baby. So things just can't go to plan. I can't just get those those hours set aside just to record. Um, I guess that's my issue because I always want to record on a Saturday or a Sunday. So maybe what I need to do is when I do get the time, whenever I get it in the week, record, and that's the podcast for the week. So shit, if I have to record tomorrow, right, because I'll get an hour tomorrow, that's going to be the podcast for the week. <laughs> now maybe I'll just extend the day forward, maybe Friday, maybe Friday or Thursday, maybe Thursday could be the earliest I record. And then, uh, yeah. But you know, that was that was, uh, that, that was that was nothing for you guys to hear. That was kind of like a meeting. I'm a one-man podcast and I basically had my meeting on the pod. Didn't need to do that. Meeting because it's been in my head. But we are here now. So episode 242. Um, what, what has been going on this week or last week? Now, um, not much. Not much. I mean, what's going on in my life? Um, well, if I haven't mentioned on the pod before, Zadie's had a whole bunch of health issues. But not, not major ones, so... Don't worry, no need to send thoughts and prayers. Please, it's, it's okay. There's no GoFundMe going on. It's it's not that. Um, it's, it's a bit of eczema, f- suspected food allergies, um, reflux. So a lot of it, some of it's the usual baby stuff. But um, found out that she has got food allergies. All right. Now, uh, I didn't know this. She has eczema. I always thought, this and tell message me if you if you knew this already and if you didn't then message me because i found this so interesting right so we went to um went to see the pediatric allergy specialist and they told us yeah um i I asked you know how do you get food allergy it's a stupid question but i don't know how you get food allergy right because it's not that you just randomly eat wheat so you eat milk or you eat soy or whatever it is and they just have an allergic reaction shellfish nuts like how do you get it this is what she told me right she said through the eczema and i was like you what i always thought eczema was the effect of an allergic reaction but no it's the cause so obviously your eczema is on your skin your skin's the barrier between your insides and your outsides right other than your orifices uh, but even your orifices, like your stomach, and that—that's all very sophisticated. Just you, you're more likely to survive certain things if you swallowed it rather than if it got injected into you or got cut. You got cut with it because your stomach acid so wild, it just burn that shit away. But so let's let's pick something. Let's say nuts. So this is what happens: is a child is uh, allergic. Has no has a skin reaction to something else, so it could be a detergent, it could be whatever, right? But it causes eczema to flare up, so it causes a break in the skin. It might be a cream that you use and they don't like it, right? So they're not allergic to it, but their skin reacts to it. it goes no, eczema, and I think eczema is the simple. Depending on which type of eczema, eczema is, I think it's simply just water. More water's leaving the skin than going in. You don't have a balance, so it dries up, cracks, whatever. So you end up getting gaps in the skin, in your membrane. Now, what happens is when you 
when you've got those holes in membrane, you say, for example, the parents is eating some nuts around the kid. Bits of the nuts. Now, it's not actually a lot of things you find with allergies from reading as well. It's not the actual food itself. It's like the mould that grows on the food. For example, wheat. Back in the day, you'd have wheat. You'd grow it in the field. You'd chop it down. you get made into bread. You'd be eating that wheat from your local field within a few days of it being milled and whatever. Now, we have wheat shipped home from the other side of the planet. It's put. It's over-farmed. It's subsidised. So they're trying to farm x amount of tons of wheat it's just put into a storage facility frozen this chemical added it's mixed with this grain so it lasts longer all this shit happens to it then it gets defrosted transported then it gets milled then it has this thing added to it again so it doesn't go out of date it gets nothing added to it so it turns white all this shit's added to it right so you've got all this stuff and then when it's kept in these uh these vats sometimes that like bacteria grows on it yeah so and it's it's that it's those bacteria on the wheat itself is what people are allergic to so i think certain people with a wheat allergy probably could eat the cleanest wheats but i don't know where they're getting that from but um so, so back to the example of nuts the parents eat the nuts particles of the nuts lands into the eczema right so it could be that, it could be uh, parents eating nuts, haven't washed their hands, picks the baby up, holds their eczema, maybe even applying the cream onto the kid. Haven't really washed their hands properly, applying the ointment to fix the eczema. Got a little bit of wheat dust on your hand. Rub that in. The body goes, Oi, what the hell's this coming in in the skin? Control center is going, what's that? Because it ain't coming in the mouth. What, what is that? We're under attack. Immune system activate. Acts like the sub is being attacked. Boom, you have your allergic reaction. That's what your allergic reaction is. It's your body thinking it's being attacked, so it's protecting it. And that's where the that's where the nut allergy would come from. Nuts. I mean crazy. <laughs> so uh so yeah, so, so we found that she's, she's got two allergies at the moment, but we've been told that, you know. She can grow out of those, but at the moment, the plan is avoid that shit. And then, uh, and then yeah, we're going to have to wean her early, apparently, so she doesn't develop any more allergies. She's going to get get that food in. So it's cool, man. Um, I mean, I say it's cool. I mean, it's cool to get a diagnosis. It's not cool she's got an allergy. It's just flipping dreadful she's got an allergy. Um, but yeah, but it's just what what was cool. So when what was really insightful to find out was yeah that that's how allergies come about. It's it's the eczema. Eczema's the cause. So when we ask the specialist, what would you have done in hindsight? You go, I would have got that eczema sorted out much earlier. And it's funny because like you think that doctors just medicate, 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 but then when we spoke to one doctor, they were giving us like a lower potency cream. And there's a, she was like, no, 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 you need to be using a higher one to just get rid of that eczema. She said, that's that was the one. That's the thing you need to get nailed down. So anyone who's got kids, yeah, if, if they've got eczema flare-ups, don't think that's the effect. Yeah, that that's, that is an effect of something else. But listen, that could be the cause of much more to get that eczema sorted out. Don't let people just anecdotally... You know, keep you calm by going, oh, my little one, they had eczema as well. 
Yeah, they had ex. Because that's what happens when you have a baby. Everyone gives you a, oh, don't worry about that. They had that as well. And it's like, no, let's, let's, let's get a bit worried. <laughs> let's fix this shit. But uh, that's what's happened uh, on the family front. Uh, comedy. Um, I spent a gig on Wednesday. But one of the gigs got cancelled, which was great. Another gig I managed to jump on last minute, so I had to just, I had to practice. I had to get my 10 minutes out, right? Because when, you, when you've been gigging, uh, when you haven't been gigging, sorry, for a, towards an aim. So this is how it works with me, guys. If I'm being paid for a show, tickets have been sold, people are coming to see, you know, a real show, be entertained, then I will put on a show. I'll put on my best performance, if you haven't paid, uh, then you're going to see me try new things and try new material. Okay? That's just, that's it. Or I haven't been paid. Then you're going to get new material. <laughs> All right. And so what happens is I had a competition uh, I was entered into on Thursday. The British Comedian of the Year. It was a heat. There's heats, semi-finals, then a final. Um, so it's the heats, and I was like, right, well, I need to practice doing my actual 10 minutes structured jokes, no crowd interaction, no banter, none of that. And, uh, so I gigged on Wednesday, got my 10 in my head, go, right, this is the 10 I'm going to do. That's the 10 I'm going to do. Boom. Got to the gig up in Bedford for my heats, um, there's nine comedians. You have to draw lots out of a hat. I got position number four. The, the, the night was split into three sections. So I was opening the middle section. So I was up in the crowd watching the first section. And the first guy came on. And he absolutely stormed it. Like stormed it. It's a nice little theatre. About 140 people in the theatre. First guy absolutely stormed it. Only for me to... Realize I knew the guy's name. His name's Scott Bennett. I need to realize that this guy is going to be on Live at the Apollo. Like he literally recorded Live at the Apollo that week. And I was like, Jesus, that's the bar. Then that's the flipping standard. Uh, there's the other acts in the first section, but I was like, all right, that's the guy. That's the guy from the first section. I thought, right, forget about what he did. Don't worry about that, Darren. You've just got to do your thing. So I did my thing and I came off and the MC was like, that was great. I was like, brilliant. Cool. And then another, then all the other acts were like, really good, really good. And then one of the other acts who was in this third section, this guy is like a 20 year um, career comedian, blue tick on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Barry is his name. So even though I hadn't seen him perform before, that was one of the names, well, I knew I was in the same heat as him and Scott Bennett. And then the other guys, the other guys in my heat that I know, who I gig with, I'm like, if they bring their A game, this is going to be mad. And, um, but those two are like the two pros that I knew of, I knew of. And, um, and he came to me, he was like, really good. And I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks. And then, um. That's, that's nice because you know, like he, he's a pro, he could he could game me out. And just be like, nah, that was all right, I suppose. But he just said, yeah, really good, so wicked. So I finished my bit. 
I watched the rest of the middle section. I, then I watched the final section. And then Alistair Barry went on at number eight. Stormed it. I felt stormed it. Uh, and I was like, shit, these are the levels. These are the levels. And then flipping, I was with President Abonjo and Raj Pajara in the rafters. And they kept on going to me. I think you've won it, mate. And I was like, shut up. Because it's really funny to tell people you think you think they've won it because what you want them to do is to kind of get gassed that they won it so you can laugh at them when they haven't. <laughs> but I refuse to get gassed. I was like, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I have, don't think I have. Um, I said, I just saw Scott, just saw Alistair. I was like, I thought you did well, I thought you did well. And, um, and the results were announced at the end. And they said that, in third place was Alistair Barry. And I can't lie, when they said that, I was like, oh! If he's third, I don't know who was better than him, who was better than me. You see, if that makes sense? If he's third, I don't know who was better than him that was better than me, except for Scott. Um, and I like, but there's two places. And they go, so in second place, um, in first and second, they said they just didn't order, or in second and in first, and go the same order as the judges, same audience and judges agreed. Second place, Darren Griffiths, first place, Scott Bennett. And I was like, yes, I'm through. So I'm through to the semi final of the British Comedian of the Year. So I've got to go up to Ashby de la Zouch near Nottingham, uh, for, for the semi final. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that'd be good. If, if I can just get to the final, that'd be good. If you just get to, get my Emma Raducanu on, because um, like I said, there's some monster pros in this in this competition. So if I could, you know, if we could, if we could win, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Hey, hey, if we could win, it'd be good. But um, that's it. That's my life. I spent 14 minutes of this pod talking about me. What's been going on in the world? What's going on in the world? Um, I mean, I've been watching 9-11 documentaries. I've been watching that. Um, just a little in- intricate details. Not the conspiracy theory documentaries, just the ones that talk about the geopolitics of what's gone on in the world beforehand. Um, you've got to watch both. You've got to watch both. You've got to watch the conspiracy theories that say, you know, the Americans are in on it. All the Americans knew, but didn't stop it. Um, you know, all these things. It was an inside job. Um, you got to watch those, but you also got to watch the official line. The, you know, what's actually been fed out, because that's also interesting as well when they tell you about, you know, these people being on the radar for X amount of years and living in this place and living in that place and seemingly not no longer being a threat only to be completely proven wrong that they were a massive threat. But um, the, all, all of that is interesting to me. Um, so I've been watching that. I've been watching on TV. Squid Game, start season, um, episode one of Squid Game. That seems a bit mental. The dubbing's wild. Um, it's a Korean programme and the dubbing's nuts. But the concept, interesting. Very good first episode. It did exactly what it needed to do. Drew you in. Um, what else have we done this week? What else has been happening this week? Sorry. Um, 
Tottenham being shit. That that's that's not news. Is there anything else that's happened? Let's have a look at Twitter. Um, look how freak of anything. So big yawn, big yawns. Um, no, 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 no. There's literally nothing going on. Jesus. News. Energy companies in the UK at risk of collapse following the surge in gas and electricity prices. Right. Um. Duh, what's... Who's... Which companies? Because I, I have... Um, like my energy is provided by some bullshit companies. Like not one of the real ones. Not like Shell or Empower. So I want... Hopefully my company's not gone down. Because what? Gas! Or does that mean that, you know, it just keeps on getting supplied? Because I don't think they provide the actual infrastructure. It's just a billing. So I think I'll still get gas and electric. I just don't know who I'd be paying for it. We'll see though, but yeah, bulb. So if you're a if you're a bulb customer, I don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah, the fuck all's happened. Um, entertainment, what's going on? Nothing to see here. Jeez, there we go. Yeah, yeah, the no. The Emmys were on. No. No, there's nothing of any. Any interest to me at all, uh, I would just be forcing it if I was to talk about any of this shit because I, I don't care. So let's get straight into Dear Deirdre because, um, like I said, I don't care about any of the other stuff that's happened. So, um, ooh. Dear Deirdre, my wife says she loves me, but not my penis. Eh? And now wants to have casual sex with a big boy. Wow. Like, is your... What is this relationship? What what marriage is this? You know what we started saying? You know we said we'd always be honest with each other? Yes. Always be honest with me, darling. What's wrong? You got a small cock. And I want one with a big boy. Oh, don't get upset, Keith. You you said we should always be honest with each other. I've been honest with you, now you go throw it in my face. He said, no, I'm just... I mean... Oh, do what? You're hurting my feelings, Keith. <laughs> no, I mean, let's see. Dear, dear G, not content with using very large sex toys. My wife tells me she now wants to try out the real thing. This is so rude. Listen, this you two have to be in your 50s. Because if you're in your 20s... In the 30s, this is wild. Like, it's feminine energy, but uh, I wouldn't be, I couldn't begrudge the man if he threw his drink in your face. He's <laughs> probably saying his cock's not big enough. Fair enough, that's one thing. I mean, you're comparing him to himself. You want a bigger penis. But to say I'm going out, I'm going out, bigger boys. Because the worst thing is, is if a woman wants to cheat, 
she can get it because women get dick off her all day, every day. Men do not. I mean, like get vagine off her all day, every day. Unless they're famous, unless they're super rich, sports stars, those elites get it. But their numbers are comparable to an average everyday woman. Seriously, it's literally, it's only the law that stops women from getting the amount of penis offers uh, that would that they would get. It's literally the law that stops it from happening. Sexual harassment laws stop that. Because if there was no sexual harassment laws, I don't think women would actually be able to go about their day. It'd be horrendous. Like, if they just repealed all of those laws... No woman could walk 10 minutes, go to Tesco, come back. It'd be, it'd be horrendous. Guys would literally just stop their car, get out, and be like, I want it. And she's like, no, go away. Come on. It'd just be nuts. So it's good. It's, it's, uh... So, <laughs> what boy was making? Yes, indeed. So... What I'm saying is this woman's saying she was a big boy. My man's going to be rattled every time she leaves the house. Leaves the house. Flirty banter with someone in the bar. He says, I've got a massive wang. She wants it so much that even if she doesn't see it, she wants to see it to see if it is. And then it's over. He's like, oh, poor guy. Anyway, I love her. And she says she loves me, but not my penis. She complains I don't hit the spot when we are having sex. I am sure she feels I'm too small to give her satisfaction, although I think I'm average. I thought our sex life was fine, but over the past few months, she seems to have lost interest. Now she has confessed to preferring her sex toy, which is ridiculously large. She says it just doesn't measure up. She says I just don't measure up, sorry. Uh, when we were just friends while at university, she, she was always telling me about her sexual exploits and how she loved big guys. I am, I am 30. Jesus. She's 29. Oh God. We got married two years ago. Her phone is full of pictures of men with huge manhoods. And I've discovered she has been on some sex sites for well endowed men. She has been talking to one of these men a lot and has told me she would like to meet up with him and have casual sex. She calls him her big boy. Can you hear that noise? That's that man's ego just deflating. Because it's just like, men are so basic, right? Like... Put it like this, if, if your woman cheated on you or a woman you liked picked another guy over you. If she said, I picked him because he made me feel things that I've never felt before. Yeah. He, he made me have multiple orgasms. It was amazing. If the answer to the question was, OK, but was his cock bigger than mine? And she went, no, no, it wasn't. He was just like really good with his hands and tongues and just... Good, good sensual feeling. Part of the guy, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> but if if the girl says I didn't enjoy the sex at all, it hurt. What do you mean it hurt? Do you not want to do it? No, I wanted to do it. 
to see he had a massive penis. The guy would be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we're so primitive. We're so basic. We've ignored the fact that she had a great time with the other guy. It's like, yeah, but his cock was smaller than mine. Yeah, all right then. She could even say, I don't even like big penises. Oh, whatever. Don't care. So having this woman specifically outright say his big penis she wants, it's going to rattle the man. Um, I am so shocked because I didn't think she would ever do something like this and it made me feel insecure and jealous. I bet she didn't even seem embarrassed when I confronted her and simply admitted she wanted to give it a go. Jesus. this It's because you lot of mates before. She's treating you like a mate. Shooting that man then. Like, come on, just firm it. I just want to bang this guy once and just come back. Whatever. If she goes ahead, I'm worried she'll enjoy sex with this man and that could spell the end of our marriage. I don't want to lose her. Jesus, man. Why don't you just sit in the corner and watch? Hey, make that your thing. Make that your thing. Yeah, just demand to be involved. She says, I am worrying about nothing. She insists she only wants this guy occasionally just for sex. Not even once. Okay, she wants this ongoing. She says she won't leave me for him because he has a wife and kids. Oh, my God. None of this is well... But should I simply let her just get it out of her system? <laughs> Look, mate, that's your options. Either you're going to stay with her and you're going to constantly worry that she's going to do it anyway, or you let her do it and, uh, and and you watch. The thing is that you actually really love her, so you can't do a, all right, if you sleep with him, then I'm going to sleep with this woman. Because no woman wants to bang you. And um, you probably really love your woman that much. This is probably the perfect woman for you as well. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, it'll be a disaster if he gets involved. Yeah? It's going to be terrible. You can't let this guy with the absolute schlong, the Dongmaster 3000, enter your lady. It's over. Your relationship's over if, if this happens. So don't do it. Do not do this. Um, oh, oh, okay. Oh, no. It's better be about bakery. I want a life outside of work, but I'm stuck in a job where my opinion doesn't count. Dear Deirdre, since I've gone back to work um, after the pandemic... My job has changed to fit in with other staff. I wouldn't mind, uh, and I'm a team player. But I was a chef working dreadful hours, so retained, a special, retained to, to specialise in pastry because I could prepare my dishes ahead of the customer reservations. Cool. We've taken on new staff since the return to work, and it seems they pick and choose their hours. But I'm doing long shifts yet again. I'm expected to fit in when needed. It just doesn't seem fair. I'm 24 and want a life outside the workplace. But right now, I'm stuck in a job where my opinion doesn't count. All right, you're one of those people that have worked so hard. You always go above and beyond. That now that's seen as standard by your employer. So if you're now to come in... Uh, if you now go, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, that's an attitude change. Because you all work with people like that. Go above and beyond. Just, like, just give them... They'll do it. And you've got the other person who just doesn't know. I'm not doing it. 
It's like, but this is literally in your job description. No, not doing it. Get someone else to do it. And then that person who's the job's, who's, you know, dog's body, got, I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll do it. And the skyver's telling them, no. No, you put it down. You don't do it. I ain't doing it. And, this, and the job's wife's like, oh, I'll, I'll just do it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's my kid's birthday today, but I'll, I'll miss the party because I'll just work back and do these reports for you. It's all right. That's what you are, Baker man. So um, how do you change it? You've got to slowly phase in not giving a shit about the job. Slowly phase it in. Slowly phase not giving a shit. You know, start making some batches incorrectly, make some, make the wrong amount, you know? Put the wrong ingredients in and just give you a nonchalant sorry. And yeah, then every now and again you pull something spectacular out of the bag so they remember you're like a good employee. And that's how you maintain the balance of not having to just work your arse off all the time. That's, that's how you do it. Anyway, whoa! Help me! I lost control and headbutted my girlfriend, and I'm so ashamed. Oh no, was this in public or at home? So I don't know what I'd do if I was in a pub and I saw a man headbutt his own girlfriend. Because headbutt is like, it's one of the most violent things you can do. Because throwing a punch, you don't really believe you're going to hurt your hand throwing a punch. A kick, very don't really feel like you're going to hurt your foot with a kick. But a headbutt, you know, if, they, if their head's harder than yours, you're going to come off worse. Yeah? Doesn't matter if you're putting all the force into the headbutt. Same as if you used to put all the force in the headbutt on a brick wall. The brick is harder than your head. You're going to get fucked. So to headbutt someone, it's just rage headbutt. So to headbutt your girlfriend, Jesus. You must like, you can't be a stable person. Let's see. I'm so ashamed of myself because I lost control of headbutt my girlfriend. Her cheek is all puffed up from the impact. I've never hurt anyone before and can hardly look at her now. Jesus. If you've really not done it before, then that is wild. How do you even explain that? I've never done it before. Why did your ex leave? Because, you know, you drifted apart. Or did you headbutt her? It's nuts. Um, no. I'm just flabbergasted. Let's see, anyway. I'm 25, she's 26, I work until about 5am for a logistics firm, she gets up at 7am for work. Even though I've asked her to be quiet, uh, I work until about 5am, sorry, for a logistics firm, and she gets up at 7 Right, so you're asleep, you're, you've come in, you finish your shift, you want to sleep. When you get time to spend with each other. Even though I asked her to be quiet because I'm trying to sleep, she stomps around deliberately crashing into things to annoy me. The morning I lost it. She had come into our bedroom and started vacuuming around the bed. Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying you should headbutt your, your partner. Uh, but the idea must have come across everyone's minds, men and women. We want to do violent stuff all the time. Naomi says, I annoy her so much she actually wants to punch me sometimes. 
And Naomi's never punched anyone before. Like, not even that a girl fight at school. Never punched him. Yet, she wants to punch me. And I'm her husband. Father of her child. And uh, she wants to punch me. And I'm just being slightly annoyed. I'm not even being out of my way vacuuming when you're trying to sleep. Annoying. So. It's mad. Um, even though I asked her to be quiet because the question thing, the more I lost to do. Yeah, so I was so angry with her. She's been winding me up for months. Sorry, touched the mic there. She's been winding me up for months. Ever since I confide, confided in her that I had a secret gay relationship before I met her. Wait a minute. <laughs> this wasn't involved in the headline of the, what? Episode seven. Of a 10-part series. What a plot twist. I'm gay. Where did that come from? That came right out of left field there. Um, so she's been winding up for months ever since I confided in her that I had a secret gay relationship before I met her. Here's the thing, though. She hasn't left you. So she's clearly not that bothered by it. She's widening you up probably to make it easier. Like, a, hey, it's not that big of a deal. Look, at, I'm making a joke about it. I'm making a joke. Probably made one too many jokes because I felt uncomfortable that my boyfriend did something gay, but I'm still here. And then you go and headbutt her. But maybe she's not. Maybe she's not cool. Maybe she's doing that thing where rather than just leave, admit she's not cool with it, leave and say, I, I can't do this. She's now holding you hostage in the relationship until now you've done something bad like headbutt her and then she gets to leave as the good guy and you have to be the bad guy see you didn't look it properly did you she gets to be the good guy she gets to tell the story to everyone else that yeah so he had a gay relationship before we met kept that total secret then he headbutted me what what are you going to tell people why you split up jesus when she drinks, she threatens to tell my family about it. See, yeah, she's not happy about it then. She is, no, she's being a bitch about it. Not headbutt worthy, but she's being a bitch. Uh, they are very religious and would disown me. Unfortunately, she drinks so much, I can't even talk to her after 9pm because she's already passed out. I know it doesn't excuse what I've done, but I had been feeling so wound up with her and I lost it for a moment. Yeah. I mean, in a mad way. You're getting bullied. Like, there's two things to someone doing gay stuff before a heterosexual relationship. Um, obviously, society, we're more lenient for a woman to do that. Oh, I was by curious. I was going through a gay phase. We're more acceptable hearing a woman say something like that than a guy. So you've got that element to it. Then, um, but the reality is, is, you know, our attitudes towards these things. Grandfather did. We didn't just learn these attitudes yesterday so we could just forget them. They've been ingrained in us forever. I'm 33. So for me, it'd be wild to hear a guy be gay. Be gay and then be straight. Um, if he's bisexual, that's one thing. That's, I can process that. But if he's like, no, 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 it's just a gay phase. I don't know people going through gay phases. I know one guy. A friend of a friend do every gay phase and that friend so the friend of the friend so the friend in between is like the guy's weird 
he does know why he's done that, how he did it, but he just went gay for like a year and then stopped. I'm like, wild. Uh, so, yeah. So, as much as she should be more understanding, that still doesn't mean she has to be... Uh, she doesn't have to stay with you. But I don't think she should even try to chastise you and be threatening to tell your family either. So, you're being bullied. And you stood up to your bully. But instead, you should use your words and not headbutt her across her nose bridge because that is wild. Because now she's got no reason to not tell anyone. The only reason, the only way she's not going to tell anyone is if you double down now as a violent nutcase. You start giving, you see what you did? If you start doing all of that, then she might not tell anyone. But if you're not that guy, and I don't recommend anyone being that guy, uh, that, that'd be very taxing for you. It'll probably make you feel dreadful that you're now just beating up a woman just to keep a secret in. But Jesus, that is mad. That is mad. Right, I think um, I think I'm done. Flipping, feeling sleepy. Uh, yeah, thirty-seven minutes of pod. That's good. That's good value for for nothing. Right, people. That's the end of pods. Uh, this week. I mean, next week, Sunday. I uh, don't think there's many tickets left. But uh, Kojo's gig. You might see if you follow Kojo on Instagram. Axel Blake, White Yardy, Richard Blackwood. And then I'm there. I'm just not on the poster because I'm not Axel Blake, White Yardy or Richard Blackwood. So I'll be there um, being funny. I won't be trying new stuff because people have paid. And I've only got 10 minutes. So I'll come out. Try to blow the place away. And then have people come out to go, Oh, you should have done longer. I could have never heard of you before. That's all I'm going to try and do. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Peace.